0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Global Adventure Show with travel writer Debbie Stone. Hey, everybody. Uh, Today we are going to Gettysburg with Debbie Stone. Uh, You know, Debbie Stone, we do call her the Fire Monkey. I always have to bring that up. Um, She got that name from a monk in Bhutan. So that has stuck with her for years, literally, years, right, Debbie? Years. years. I can't even. Yeah. How long has it been since you were in Bhutan? I mean, many
1: years. Many. Yeah. Years. <laughs> I
0: can't even think back that long. But you know, I I actually kind of think that's interesting. Going back to Bhutan, here's the, you know, this land of temples, right? And Correct. now we're going to go to Gettysburg, and it's a place Nance and I went to during COVID. We have covered Gettysburg for years with artists in residence through the National Parks Arts Foundation, and also covered many um, just things like stories through the national parks uh, conservation association as well. So Gettysburg has has been on our radar for years. And then finally we got there during COVID and um, it was, it was a little bit more closed down compared to what you experienced. And I think some things were open, but we were just like, at that point, like it was like a zoo and we weren't that comfortable because it was still like high COVID time, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to talk with you about this today, because not only do you have a story about Gettysburg National, you know, it's a battlefield and National Military Park, but you also talk about the community, which I think is very, very important that people forget about. And um, you talk about food. So we're going to do food and military history, right? (laughs) Civil War history. (laughs) I know, I know. But um, I feel like Gettysburg is one of those places like we got there. And I mean, this was a bucket list thing after all these interviews for years. So many artists had talked about being in the Klingel house and being haunted. People had blood on the walls in the middle of the night, just appeared like all kinds of weird stories. Like, I mean, lots of stuff happened in Gettysburg and we got there and I just almost just really just needed to sit down and reading your article and everyone it's on National Park Traveling com Debbie's articles are linked in the show notes. Um, you use the same word overwhelm. And that's how we both felt like this heavy. And I don't want to make people not go, but like it's intense, like going there. That's an intense experience.
1: It is. I, 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 I tell people that talk to me about Gettysburg that have never been. And I say, yes, for first timers, it is overwhelming. Um, and what I say is that if you can spend a little bit of time there so that you're not trying to race through in 24 hours and see everything you can, because it will, it will get to you. It will impact you. Uh, and this is the kind of place where I think you need time to digest the sites, uh, some of the heavy, you know, heaviness of, uh, what happened here and, I just think if people have a couple of days to spend, I think they will find it to be a much more uh, rewarding experience for them. And Mm. they will be able to take breaks from a a lot of the historical sites. And and as I mentioned in my other story about food, um, you know, they'll be able to enjoy the town. You know, they'll be able Mm. to peruse the town and, and eat and get some sustenance before they head back out again.
0: Hey, I heard it's haunted there, too. I'm just saying. I just
1: heard
0: (laughs) through the grapevine, but you know, but going to Gettysburg, we stayed in Tawny town at uh, uh, just a a wonderful bed and breakfast, George's on York. And um, now he really knew the the innkeeper, because he really knows Gettysburg. And he's like, you've got to do this hike and do that. But then we got stuck at the farm at um, Eisenhower's farm on the way in. I know you didn't spend a lot of time there, but you stopped by, but he had an affinity for this place. And I wonder about Eisenhower having his farm there and seeing Gettysburg, if that kind of kept him on his toes during World War II, of understanding, having that overwhelmed feeling of understanding the severity of war, you know?
1: That, no, um, that's a good good question. I know that it was a retreat for him uh, when he mm-hmm. was the, a president for uh, him and his wife, uh, but it was also, he used it as a kind of a... a um. A more of a casual meeting place for world leaders. Mm-hmm. So it, it really was a way to kind of calm those Cold War tensions at the time. And so he would host these world leaders, notable world leaders, and they would come there, and mm-hmm. he, they would have these like off-the-record, just informal chats, and he would take them around, and they would talk about family, and they would talk about, you know, farming. They would talk – and so it, it really was a place for him to not only – have for himself and his wife, but also to invite people of, of of major importance in the world, but to to have it as a different setting as as a mm. as a backdrop for them and where maybe you know versus being in D.C. You know, and mm. so uh, I think that, and then he ended up retiring there as as well. It was uh, you know it was a, a very special place to him.
0: You know, what I find interesting about that and Gettysburg is like he brought it, he he was like, let's get away from White House and and all the, you know, the Pentagon and all that kind of stuff. Let's just go to a farm and and talk and be humans and have unity. Like, so I'm going to use that word because even in Gettysburg, when you see all the monuments for all the states, for the different Native American tribes that all fought in the war, right? There's a sense of unity. As well, even though it's a harsh war and civil war, but people all fought. And so you can't have war without unity on some sides, right? You know what I mean? It's like a really weird, like heroes and villains, you know, um, war and peace. And I feel like there was this beautiful solitude there because it is, it's pastoral, it's picturesque. It is beautiful. It is peaceful. It is quiet. Um, I think Gettysburg is just, I mean, I would live, I want to live there. We actually interviewed a a musician from there and and the Mason Dixon line went, went through her backyard. Um, She, she just, it was pretty crazy to be, you know, part of that history growing up. But I think that's interesting about there's the overwhelm of going there and realizing this deep, deep history. But there is also a sense of unity. Does that make sense to you? Or is it just me off of my own little weird land
1: of hope? I think people come together. They realize when they come to a place like that, that um, it is is such a a treasured place in history um, where something very monumental happened. Um, and I think, you know, people from all over the place uh, will come there because they want to see this hallowed ground and mm-hmm. they want to learn more about it, even though, you know, as students in the United States, we do learn about, the, of course, the Gettysburg Battle and we learn about the Gettysburg Address. But when you bring people to a place where where so much history happened and where this was such a defining moment in the Civil War, you um, It it really is it's it's very yeah yeah and it was the the largest bloodiest battle ever fought on our country's soil and so there is a sense of you know just of of realizing this happened here and yes the place is beautiful in in terms of its bucolic and and its Mm -hmm. rolling hills and you look at this place and you think all this beauty and you think this this really bloody battle happened on these beautifully peaceful grounds uh you know, for three hot summer days in July in 1863.
0: And it just, mm, I know, uh, right?
1: <laughs> I, and for me, um, you know, just driving, you know, if you drive around the battlefield, you see mm. the monuments. The, the best thing for me, if I have advice for people, is to take a tour of the, the military park. And you can take it via many different ways. You know, you can go by, you can walk it, you can go by uh, the tour bus, you can go by your car with a self-guided tour, you can take your bike, your Segway, you can do horseback. I did the horse-drawn carriage. I kind of liked the idea of making it more... Uh, making the ambience a little bit more historical. And also, I loved the idea of of witnessing this at the quote-unquote speed of history. And, hmm. uh, you know, you have these guides that are all licensed guides. They are extremely knowledgeable. They bring out the maps. They talk to you about the battle plans. They talk to you about the action. They talk to you about the people and the individuals. And they provide you with so many interesting tidbits that you would never, ever you know learn unless you had somebody telling you about this and you you know you stop and you walk on some of the the places where these 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 brave men they they sacrificed in the name of freedom and you know to me it was i don't know to me it was it was well worth it to get a a guide uh however you sure. do it uh, i think it's important because the knowledge is is incredibly uh impactful i think
0: yeah, I I really wish that we had that experience too because like we drove up, literally found the Klingle House, which, which is where the artists were in residence at that time, and um, then all of a sudden people are on horseback and we're like, what, what? Like it almost was like living history happening right now, and right. then we just started exploring and it, it and that we wanted to do the cyclorama because we've done a story on that. Um, Well, we didn't write it, but uh, artist Victoria Chick did, and we did a podcast on it. And we're like, wow, that was a huge deal. And you got to go there um, and also go into like really like the visitor center museum. Right. So would you say like, start there? We didn't get to do any of that. Cause again, this was like, I think we were there the first weekend that COVID was like in that area opened. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was crazy, but I heard people on their phones to their grandparents going, is this the name? Is this, you know, great-great-grandfather and stuff? Yes. And I was like, holy cow, like teary, you know, because you realize, like, people are there tracing their family history yes. in yes. this war.
1: It, it's, it's, it, it, I would say start at the uh, Museum and Visitor Center and go through the process of, of doing the film. There's a film narrated by Morgan Freeman, which kind of sets the stage and uh and, and then there's as you mentioned the Gettysburg Cyclorama which is truly an, an amazing experience it's a light and sound show and it's you know you get to experience this whole uh, pickett's charge and the battle and it's it's mm. unbelievable and it's so massive and so immersive it's amazing and and uh, it, to me i i was i was Taken aback by it, I really wanted to spend a lot of time in there. You can find little characters. They 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 make they take certain sections and they highlight them, and it was. A masterpiece for me. And then from there, you can go right on into the Museum of the American Civil War, uh, where you're going to have wonderful artifacts. You're going to have lots of stories, lots of items on display. And, you know, you could spend hours and hours in there, uh, and some people do. And other people kind of do it on a periphery uh, situation. It depends on how much time, but I felt like I needed to spend a lot of time there Mm. because it was amazing. The the artifacts were, were quite amazing. And then you can head into the park, as I mentioned, and, and do take some sort of tour if you can. And then uh, after that, you should go into the National Cemetery because this is the oh. final resting place for all of those 3,500 Union soldiers that were killed in the battle. And it's, it's very sobering, especially the ones that are the unknown soldiers. There's markers for the unknown yep. soldiers. And uh, you can see where Lincoln delivered uh, the Gettysburg Address. You can stand on that actual spot. And, uh, you know, that, that whole process of going through the visitor center and all the different things and then going to the military park and then going into the cemetery, it, it, it's, a, it's a process that takes you through, I think, in a very, uh, a, a very good kind of a seamless way to, to, to uh, explore the area.
0: I, I I was wondering about you because you went to Springfield, um yep. in mm-hmm. Illinois. And you went through all you know, all of Lincoln's history, basically, all the museums yep. and everything and um and you came back with things that you know kind of challenged what we all kind of like regular beliefs of what even the Civil War was about. Right, mm, and um, right. I was thinking about that today before we started recording. I was like, oh, remember when you went there, and you're like, oh, we thought this, but this is what the Civil War is really about, and you know, there was more to it than what we all kind of got taught. And I, I just wonder, like, when when we went there, I think I don't know if we'd done Springfield before or after, but I remember like the Lincoln going to the Gettysburg Address and being there, and and just like, wow, like this is Lincoln stood here. And and everywhere right. I've been in Illinois, or in, like there's like a whole Lincoln Trail, you know that you can follow Kentucky, through the state, right? Exactly. Yeah, all yeah. through all of it. it there's the highway, yeah. but highway. there's like a like there's certain cities we've been to and towns that are part of some historic thing for Lincoln, and he was here. Mm-hmm. He delivered a, this speech, or we you know, and um, like little towns, and yeah, I have to yeah. put it all together, but um. I, it was just really wild to be in this famous place. And, you know, growing up in South Africa as a teenager, you knew about there was a civil war and Gettysburg happened. And I think it was in the 80s when the movie Gettysburg came out. And I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. what went down. Right.
1: Yeah. So that yeah. was
0: pretty much probably the best knowledge I had. Mm-hmm. And then going there, it was just like, whoa! like I said, overwhelming and, and real. And then, of course, like you were saying, all the unknown um, graves. Uh, uh, Lisa saw me as a, a, a poet that's been on our show and she's done books um, talking about the unknown soldiers and the women behind the unknown soldiers and giving voice to the voiceless. That's what she's about. And it's like, and, when you hear and, these people's stories, it's like, whoa. You know? And,
1: and to me, to me, um, the other side of this whole story is the townspeople and what they were going through, and mm-hmm. what what they they paid a very steep price. They were in the middle. They were caught in the middle of this, and uh, thankfully, uh, only one person perished as a result. Uh, one local person perished. That was a, a non you know a resident, a, a local non military individual who perished. But their lives were upended because they were left. Uh, tending to the thousands of soldiers that were left behind, who were sick and ill and dying, and the townspeople, uh, the, some of their houses and the, so many of the buildings were turned into hospitals, and they had to help deal with the wounded, uh, the aftermath, and they were, they, you know, they had to, to step up there, and nobody else was going to. These these soldiers were left behind, and so. T- to uh, learn about the, I think the locals to me was the most, I don't know, eye-opening because people forget about that. They just think about the the military, the social, the soldiers, and and what price they paid. But the townspeople were really caught in the middle here. And so I suggest and recommend that people, in addition to doing the military history, that they visit some of these house museums mm-hmm. in town because they talk about the people and like I the like Shriver that. House Museum or the Jenny Wade House Museum and. You go in and you get these wonderful tours by these uh, these docents, and they tell you about the people and what happened in the house and what happened to these people and how they uh, how this impacted their lives. And so I, I urge people to to seek out some of these house museums. There's several of them, and, and there's one that's uh, a
0: saloon, you know, right? The Shriver Saloon. Yeah, the Shri- I have well, to the say, Shriver, hey, listen, just- the Shrivers are part of our family name. I'm just saying, I'm gonna now have to do. <laughs> No, I didn't know this until you put it in your article. I'm like, I'm going really? to have to look up our, yeah, our we have a whole oh, side of our family is the Shriver's. And how do we know that we're, we're not related? Hey, and they have a saloon. That sounds good.
1: They were, you know, they had a saloon. And what was interesting is... Um, you know the the husband was called into service uh, when the battle began, and his wife left and took the two young daughters, and they went to the family's farm. And uh, they returned several days later, and they found that their house had been changed and turned into a uh, commander to be into a hospital. And so you'll also what I found fascinating in this is not only the saloon in the basement, but upstairs there was a Confederate sniper nest in the attic where confederate soldiers uh, were hiding out but they were uh, uh, snipers and so they were shooting through uh, the attic walls and so there's been detective csi they've come with more modern forensics they've confirmed the bloodstains um, they've seen the civil war bullets that have been found there there's hidden medical supplies which shows the the proof of the house the use as a hospital so it's it's fascinating for people i mean people were on uh, they were on edge listening to the docent docent talk about the story and what happened there. It, it was fascinating. I think people are really they really crave that human uh, element, you know.
0: Well, it, it, you've got to go there. You know, you can't read about Gettysburg. I mean, obviously, read in the article. But the whole point of the article in this podcast is to get your butts there to understand it, right? And if yeah. not, if not, at least and absorb even it, absorb some more than high school. And I, I think these stories are so, like, Monocacy, I think I'm saying it right, um, after all these years of going there, um, is, is not far from Gettysburg. So, like, the mm-hmm. Civil War, like, I need to do a map of the Civil War sites somehow on our site and, and put it together because we went to Monocacy. It was like we were on, you know, a road trip again. and And I was like, oh, let's go here. And then I found out, well, there's, like, a bunch of sites throughout this community right kind of like Gettysburg in a way that way, you know and right. when the Civil War happened and this is what exactly what happened in Gettysburg you're talking about the people and I'm still I talk about this on the show all the time so for all those who have heard me say this I'm very sorry but it still freaks me out You here are farmers with their land and their kids doing their crops doing their thing it's not easy Already having a tough life, and then all of a sudden, here comes a Civil War. Sorry, we're taking over your farmland. By the way, get your women and kids into the basement because we're blowing each other up. You know, and right. here they are with they drag in. Here we go with you know, we're we're dragging in the ammunition. Here comes the big booms, and um, I've been a, I've filmed reenactments, Civil War and reactments. Mm-hmm. and when they start doing those kabooms, like even the tripod goes like screw this i'm out i'm down yeah you know those kabooms are insane and i'm going the women and kids and the dads i mean you know they wake up the next morning while well, i don't think anybody slept how do you tell your kids yeah people were just you know shooting each other and it's, killing it's, each other it's,
1: it's how do you a, it's do a, that and and you know the story of jenny wade which she was the only uh, yeah Locally, that was uh, killed Huge. during uh, and and you know she went uh, you know to help her sister who had, had a baby and the mother was there and and they were she was in the middle of making uh, bread for the mm-hmm. uh, Union soldiers and a, a bullet went through two doors and struck her as she was kneading the dough and she died right away and so you know you hear this story you see the bullet hole through the door you That's go up much. and you know it, it's 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 you know, you see real. the shells that punctured the roof. You you see it, and it becomes very real to you. And to me, once again, as I always say, you know, history comes alive when you go to the place where it happened. You know, when you see with your own eyes, when you touch, you feel, you smell, you you hear whatever it is. But it it, it makes such a difference for people when they actually go somewhere where something actually happened that maybe they've read about they've heard about they've seen a movie about but there they are in it they're right there real life and and have me, it, the guide, like yes. you're
0: saying you have like a park ranger or a tour guide go to the museum have some yes. kind of interpretation of course like gettysburg like if you were like nancy and i like we're like sitting there like dude like yeah our emotion, emotionally, it was like intense, but we we also didn't get to have the full experience like you did. And I love that you did. And it, it just, if you can get into a ranger program, go with a guide, like, you know, Debbie goes on horse carriage, you know, um, all of that. You, you have those guides, they know that history and whatever you remember, you think you remember, I'm just going to say, think you remember, because, Let's be honest when you get there don't we realize that what we think we remember is not really it <laughs> and then the guides will really tell you and they are true storytellers not tour guide is a storyteller yes. who knows how to make it come to life and get it through our brains in a cool way and i wish these storytellers were teachers quite frankly
1: <laughs> yeah, well they they, high you know, they they know they know they know how to inform in an entertaining manner in which to to you know hook you into the story and into what happened uh, while, while making sure you understand the facts of the, of the story, I mm. went also to another place called the Daniel Lady farm, which was fascinating. Ooh. This was another farm site where you know the the, uh, the farmer Daniel Lady and his wife and his seven children they were all forced to evacuate because
0: wow. uh, the
1: Confederate forces came and they used it as a staging area for an attack and then they also used the place as a conf- Confederate Confederate Field Hospital during the battle. So the House... And this barn survived, but you know you see the furniture in the home was chopped up, and uh, then there's a whole exhibit, an area on Civil War medicine, which I found of wow. gruesome but fascinating. And, oh yeah, you know you, they talk about all the methods that were used and the amputation uh, procedure, and boiled horsehair is used for stitches because the silk is gone, and you know all this kind of stuff, and, and you're you you find out these very minute details, but they are so, I don't know, they, they, they stay it's with real. They, it they, they it makes it real.
0: You. Yeah, yes, so when you really watch, do.
1: if you see anything
0: about the Civil War again, and you've seen how, like, a leg has been amputated or, you know, really what happened, and you go to these sites. Yeah. Like, we were recently at a Civil War site about in Oklahoma, um, Honey Springs, and all sides fought each other. Indians fought each other. Blacks fought each other. Whites fought each other families included on both sides i mean mm-hmm. fought and attacked each other which is a gruesome thing and i went out there and we went to the visitor bureau and these visitor bureau like that not visitor bureau but the visitor centers and these museums are so state of the art these days like museums right. as a kid like move over these museums now and visitor centers like they're, They're so interactive. interactive. Oh, yep. God. Yep. You get it. I mean, us adults need it, man. Not just the kids. We need to oh, be woken up does. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it was amazing. And then, you know, I went out and went out in the battlefield at the time. Like you're talking about. Here's July. Like you go out at that time frame. Holy cow. You think about those soldiers going in the September, uh, July heat in, in Gettysburg. Yeah. And at that time then, I'm like. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. There were snakes there. I mean, let's just get real here. It wasn't just what was going on in the battle, but like wildlife and things were stirring. There was like you if you go into the places like you're talking about with the you finding out the how medicine worked at that time. You have this other um, idea how strong human beings can be Mm -hmm. truly to get through things and in battle and um, I don't ever want to be in that predicament. Like to me, take me out. But then I suppose you still fight for your life at that point. I mean, if they're yeah, going to, I don't think you, I don't, know, you man. don't have
1: the choice. Sometimes you don't have the choice. It's you know, oh, man. E- either you act or you don't act, you know, but I think well, well. That, uh, I, I the, another site uh, that I really like to tell people, especially people who uh, are interested in haunted uh, attractions mm-hmm. or sites is this wonderful bridge that's called Saks Covered Bridge. And yeah. uh, a lot of paranormal investigators have been there, and it's it's kind of become a hot spot for the, these uh, sightings. But it is does have a history there, because um, Confederate soldiers were trying to get out of the war. Um, by clothing themselves in union attire and getting away from things, these were young men, and they wanted—you know—many of them wanted to get out of this scene, and so they would do anything to try to get away. And so, there was a trio, uh, three of them, that you know found some uh, clothing, union clothing, put themselves in it, and they joined a northern troop. And they were marching Mm -hmm. near this bridge, and obviously something happened, but their identities came to light, and immediately they were made an example and they were hung from the bridge. And Uh people supposedly, uh, you know, now have reported sightings of you know of of disembodied heads or they've had a, a scent of cigar smoke which someone says is a, a soldier that continues to patrol the vicinity or they've heard distant gunfire you know so it, it really is one of those places i went during the day i did not going go during the night but uh because i wanted a really a, a good picture of that bridge plus it is kind of a it's kind of a, a sits in itself in a little area it's it's, it's uh um, you know, not not around a lot of things, and so I I said, I think in my story, you know, beware if you go back at night, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I I want to go.
0: I want to go, and I didn't even do that. I don't think we did the bridge. I would. I know that when we were in Pennsylvania, I mean, no, we stayed in Maryland, but I mean, when we were in Pennsylvania, we did some covered bridges, and there were some right. right. they all kind of have some interesting history, but I remember just. I don't know, Nancy and I just we had that overwhelm, and I wish, I really wish we had the experience you had, of going even, even of all these interviews we've done over the years, of going and getting that knowledge first before you start trekking out.
1: Yeah, Truly. I think it's it's you 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 need some basis and background before you do, yeah. and I think it's it's really a good idea to get that, and that's why I say start there, get your background knowledge. Yeah. Uh, the other museum that i do say is an interesting one and it's brand new and it is uh beyond the battle gettysburg beyond the battle museum but they have an uh, they exhibit or a, an experience called caught in the crossfire which i found to be unbelievably visceral it's uh you are in this um reconstructed farmhouse and it's just uh you know it's it's dark it's dark because there are no lights and you know there's a family and this family is being overrun by invading forces, and they're trapped behind enemy lines. And you hear the noises, you know, of of the the gunfire and the voices and the hysteria and the panic, and it just puts you right there in the center of action. And it it really is, I found it to be an, just a very immersive but very visceral experience. And uh, you know, it also had a very f- another fascinating exhibit, which is. The visitor, you go into this room and you see all these people's faces, and you hear um, amid the simulated noises of a crowd of these people who have just heard Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, and they're oh. reflecting on the speech, and they're reflecting, and they're offering their opinions, and they're talking about Abe, and, and some people are, you know, very. Very much a, a, a fan of him and uh, of what he's saying, and other people are, are criticizing and criticism of him, and it's it was very interesting and it's, it's wow it, to me it was really fascinating. So I thought that kind of you know, goes that, back and, to you know. your Springfield, you know, yes. visit. Yeah, yeah.
0: they kind of yeah. did that same thing where you're like, Absolutely. I didn't realize that. Like, whoa, yep, the, yep. these opinions and yeah. Wow, so it was interesting.
1: Well, yeah, very, very interesting. So, yeah, wow. there's so much, there's so much to see. So, you know, t- I feel like you know, take a couple couple days. Take your time. I feel like it should be a Don't week. rush it. I kind well, of feel like know,
0: Gettysburg I, should be a week because there's so. For <laughs> that region should be a week, like five days
1: or so, five to seven well, days. Well, you can do a yeah, you can do a lot in the region and the surrounding areas as, as well. And like I said earlier, you can enjoy yourself in the town. It doesn't always have to be about the history. You can enjoy yeah. shopping. You can enjoy eating. You can enjoy you know staying in a wonderful oh. inn. Oh. And, I want to talk so- about the inn. We got to talk yeah. about
0: the inn. We're going to talk about food, okay? Because yes, this is a whole other thing because this it just. That's the thing, like Gettysburg, absolute heavy history, right? I mean, it really is, but you like here is this community that has been there before the battle happened, right? Right. So this is a very important thing. And so I know you stayed at a bed and breakfast and we want to hear about that. We love bed and breakfast and in, and um, also we want to hear all about your foodie experiences because I think people need to see this other side and I think the experience should be don't just go to the battlefield, look at a monument, and say you've done Gettysburg because you haven't. You know, we did a little bit of that. We still stayed and hung around. We stayed at bed and breakfast. It was in Tawnytown, Town, but, you know, George's on New York. Shout out to them. They're awesome. But honestly, um, I'm glad we at least did what we did because sometimes that's the way travel is. But I feel like we needed to spend. I actually feel like five days. I just feel like I just wanted to get out and walk and not drive. And yeah, I just felt very much like I needed to be connected to the land there for some reason, like very well,
1: it's it, on think the ground. It, it, if you notice, and um, one of the reasons, and, and we'll get to the food, but one of the reasons this is a bounty of food here is because the area is so agriculturally intense. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're getting, you know, all this wonderful, fresh and seasonal food uh, from all these surrounding farmlands. And, you know, it—it it, it, to me, that was a wonderful Uh, aspect of it that I was really unaware of and I was not aware that they had this very dynamic food scene there. So that was a surprise to me and, of course, a very pleasant one. And, you know, you do need to get your sustenance, uh, to keep yourself going, especially if you're doing a lot of walking and also trying to digest the information, and so it's really wonderful to be able to get uh, good food and to have a choice of good food, and not only that, but to have choice of, of wonderful accommodations because there are so many wonderful inns and so many wonderful, you know, B and B's and you know, historic properties, of course. And I wanted, of course, to stay in a historic property because I wanted to mm. up that historic ambiance and uh, you know be amid a, a home that was historic. And so the Brafferton uh, Inn was my home base, and it is the oldest beaded house in the downtown area of Gettysburg, I think 1786. But what I loved about it too, not only because it was historic, but I loved the fact that you could just walk outside and you were right there and you could walk to So many different things. So it was, you know, you park the car and just walk to a lot of places in town, to shops, to galleries, to restaurants, to house museums, a lot of different different aspects. And the innkeepers... Uh, the Hodges were, were they've been running it for about 20 years and they are terrific. And Brian uh, in particular is, uh, he plays chef for the delicious breakfasts, which were, you know, several course mm-hmm. breakfasts. And in, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where you just, you just kind of, you're, the atmosphere and the environment, it just kind of like, it just seeps through. It's wonderful, just wonderful.
0: Oh, I love that. I love, and, and staying in, in, I mean, I, I always choose that if we can, you know what I mean? Yes. It it just sure. is that personal touch because you find the innkeepers know these stories, yes. you know, and yes. they know like if you want to do something, they'll have like an insider thing, you know. That, oh, yes, absolutely. You know, they really do. And I I just feel like Gettysburg is like this quaint town. And like you're saying about the agricultural area, I mean, it really is. There's vineyards and stuff. So you start exploring the area, there's a wine region. There's Oh, it's I mean, fabulous. This yeah. was a farm area, and then the Civil War came and said, Hey, we're smacking in on you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and but then the community still they they, they had to keep going no matter yeah. what to, to survive. And I yeah. find this fascinating that um well I've I just not necessarily fascinating, but like I love that. That spirit of okay, this went down, but we're going to survive, and we're not going to bail, but we're going to do it. You know. Um,
1: oh yeah, I think these people—the the sense of community,
0: the, yeah, yeah,
1: sense of community, and the just the sense of you know we are going to persevere, and uh, we're we're you know we're going to move on, and and, and the Civil War have,
0: was a good war for I mean a a, a it was a war for good reasons good reasons with an s on the end of the reasons as debbie talked i'm gonna have to put the li- i'm gonna put the links to debbie's uh story and interview on uh, lincoln and springfield because i feel like it's so connected that we should Very do much that
1: though
0: so. yeah Very i'm gonna put so. that in the show notes for everybody um but let's talk about the food because not only are you talking about Here's this, you know, plethora of, you know, a, a bounty, basically, at the backyard of Gettysburg, right? Right. But a lot of this is happening in historic places. And you got yeah. you
1: went on a food tour. So, again, we're back on tours, right? So, this, this was the Saver Gettysburg Historic Downtown Food Tour. So, I liked it because, first of all, you're walking, you're eating, you're drinking, and you're getting a great dose of history from another very knowledgeable guide. And so, and insiders tips and recommendations and, you know, all the establishments you stop at are locally, uh, you know, owned and operated. And, you know, so you're getting a, a, a real wonderful sampling of the food that is there, which, you know, there's different ethnic foods. There's, you know, people that, uh, you know, there's a Mexi- wonderful Mexican grill, the Tacos Monarca grill, then there's an Irish Pub, you know, so you're getting your shepherd's pie there, and you know, then you're getting some new American, like you know, real made from scratch and artisan type pizzas, and you know, you're 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 getting a real nice sampling. I love crepes, and the cottage creperie was was heaven for me. It's it, you know, wonderful uh, place, and then you learn about the owner, and you learn about you know why crepes, why did she start crepes creperies, and, and, and you know, and then you go you know and taste the cider because there are so many apples it's just insane uh how many you know apple orchards there are and how many different you know type names and types of apples and so there are cideries there's wineries as you mentioned you know there's ice cream and you know so you're getting a great sampling and uh but you're getting that great dose of history and you're walking so that helps as well (laughs) i love that i love that Now, I want to talk about the Mexican
0: restaurant because I know you're based in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And when we started our tour, I was afraid of coming east because of avocados and Mexican food. Like, (laughs) Am I going to die over, like, am I going to, like, literally, like, what's going to happen? Because I know there's a lot of seafood back east, right? Um, And, you know, Nancy and I can't, you love fish and and seafood and but you know we're not good with that allergy wise um so my my thing was like okay she's talking about mexican food there and hey listen i know a lot of people who know how to make awesome mexican food all over the country now and i've learned yeah grow up um we have wonderful mexican families and hispanic families all across our nation so don't be an idiot like me
1: wondering. Um, and so... You can find... No, you can find... I believe that, you know, if you find good Mexican food, you're usually finding people that, you know, have have either come from the country or they're second generation, but there are recipes that have been in their family. And so it is a, a, a traditional, it's authentic fare. And this was a case at Tacos Monarca. And so I think in my mind, you know, it really you you can plant a mexican restaurant wherever. It depends on who's who's running it, who's cooking, you know what i mean, who's who who has it in their blood, you know? And uh mm. and, and and the same with the, you know the i for example the Gary Owen Irish pub. It's it's the only irish owned pub there in town, but it's you know, it's owned and operated by a couple who are originally from mm. ireland. And so, you know, you're getting, you're getting authenticity. You're getting the authentic Irish fare and you're getting Irish whiskeys and, and, you know, Guinness pours and, uh, you know, the bangers and mash and all, Are all you, of that. Listen, you don't have to convince me anymore. I'm there.
0: I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> but now wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What about being in the buildings? Because aren't a lot of the buildings historic? And so does that add to the eating I ambiance?
1: Yes, yes, and in fact, um, a lot of those buildings are. I found... You know, there's, um, for example, Mr. G's, which is an ice cream place, a well-known ice cream place in town. um, It's in this historic Twin Sycamores house, which is basically 1819. So you are, you know, once again, you're getting your ice cream in this historic place. And out front Uh. is one of the town's witness trees. And these were trees that were alive when the Battle of Gettysburg occurred. And they're still standing today. And, And, you know, they are... You know, if only they could talk, because I'm sure they saw a lot. You know, mm-hmm. and so you know, you're getting. I I love that that whole dose of, of history, but you're also connecting with the people. So I found that to be a real treat. You know, as well. So um, yeah, that was wonderful. But I think also for me, uh, eating at some of these historic um, places, these historic homes were were also a real, a, a real treat for me, like the Dobbin House Tavern, which is Gettysburg's oldest and most historic house. And it is a, a, a wonderful place. It's it, and the the house looks supposedly the same as it did over 200 years ago, and it's been you know lovingly restored. The staff wear period period clothing, you know. The they they take the china and flatware are an exact match with the fragments which were found there, and you know they do a colonial menu, and it's it, to me it was wow. just a delightful delightful experience. And Then, you know, another one was this this wonderful mansion house, uh, which is outside of Gettysburg, another historic property that has a a, a real colorful history because it was used uh, by uh, General Robert E. Lee 8 there while they were retreating. And so, you know, good food, wonderful good food. And I, I, I think I mentioned in my story, it's a good thing you do a lot of walking in Gettysburg because mm-hmm. the food is so good.
0: <laughs> I've heard the ice cream place that you're talking about is like really incredible. Oh, so good. Yes. So like good. that good. So good. I mean, you, know, you just come back from Venice and you had gelato and like, <laughs> so you went to Gettysburg and, and you think the ice cream was that good. Ice cream was very good.
1: See, it was, uh, it was it was very creamy. I love creamy. Ah, uh, cream,
0: real you know? real so, ice cream,
1: then not yeah, that stuff yeah. that doesn't melt. you stuff. know, it's like the good slow churn, you know, ice cream. So uh, you know, I'm I'm a sucker for ice cream, and I'll I will try it most everywhere, and and uh, because I want to see what it's like in various different places, because it is different in different places, you know, whether it's I, it is, is in this country or around the world. You know what I mean? I've heard so, that you
0: really just can't make gelato here like you can make it in Italy. You just can't I kind of
1: just, I kind of agree. i I I I will say that Italy's gelato is just the top for me. There's know? something about <laughs> the
0: ice and the salt and the temperature and I
1: I don't know I, chemically what happens, but I'll tell yeah, you the Italian do. I, to I know listened know what to, to something. <laughs> listened to a podcast
0: on it and went like this is like I did not know all this, but apparently yeah. Debbie had a good time eating it. So that's okay. (laughs) To me, that's so long she had a good time, you know, and our listeners have a good time when they get over there. But this is fascinating. I think, you know, and, and this is what's so cool to me about your Gettysburg food scene article is that, and I know you've done the same thing. You've gone to historic cities and then they have like the few touristy restaurants and the few touristy restaurants are basically like touristy traps with really, you're going to maybe have one good restaurant and then here's the other ones, which are like, you might as well bring McDonald's in, which I, I think suck, you know? Um, right. And and I mean, this is going to, it just, every place is different, right? So I'm not knocking what everybody can do, but.
1: I think um, also, uh, it needs you know to be qualified what I mean? be, because it needs to be qualified because there are some restaurants that. Are so well known, like the Dobbin house is extremely well known and it's it 's a beloved instant, you know it 's a beloved place there, mm-hmm. and you know people read about it and, and everybody you know talks about it and so yes, it could be you know it, it 's a delight to to eat there, even you know if you think it 's like something that every you know it 's well known and it 's been you know popularized and but it 's just it 's good it 's such good food and it 's such a really unique experience so sometimes you have to, you know, think about, you see something that's very popular, popular with visitors or whatever, and you, you think to yourself, oh, is it, you know, is it going to be, you know, a touristy kind of thing? But, you know, I, I would, you know, I would caution and, and think to yourself, you know, okay, maybe this is really something special because people really are raving about it, you know? And, well, that,
0: that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, it's like, they're, yeah, I mean, it's, they this is a city that has been there since time, you know, right. it's not a city. It doesn't feel like a city to me. It's been a town that's been there for so long, pre-Civil War, and it's con- continued. I mean, they have a school, they have a community, and people forget that when it's part of a park, you know. Hot of Springs, course. the same thing. You went to Hot Springs, yeah. you know, here's yeah. a national yeah. park within a city. It's like, yeah. you know, the town yeah. was there yeah. before... Yeah. Hot Springs became a park, you know, and it's like it's part of it. And you're going to have great restaurants in these places. I kind of, you know, there's the um, the purists of like parks should have none of this, you know, but that you what are you going to do? Uplift a community. The fact is, it's important to have community connected to parks. And I love it when that happens, because you understand the greater story if you visit the community. You know, it's like the the, like the musician I was telling you about, Leah Waybright, um, uh, interviewed her and she grew up in Gettysburg, went to school in Gettysburg, you know, and I mean, that history was a real deal for her. I mean, if you're going to have local history, holy cow, you know, like you're in Santa Fe, if you went to high school in Santa Fe, my God, your your local history is a little like intense, you know. Absolutely. And big. So I think it's important to understand the communities that are connected to these parks. And that's why I love that you've done these two stories. Um, I wish they were together, but like that, you know, all of our reading spans don't do that. But it's reality of it. it it's, um, you know, go to parks, but connect with the communities because the communities are connected with the parks and the history. They're shared. Uh for example, yes. Sequoia National Park. You went to Sequoia National Park. Um right. I don't did you get to um there's a meadow and I always call it Paradise Meadow and it's not uh, Crescent Meadow. It's my favorite meadow on the planet. Yes. Um and it's beautiful and there's always a mommy deer and babies yes. every single time. Yeah. And there's bears where we saw a mama bear with three cubs. And um wow. <clears throat> it's just magical, but Garb's log is there and he is a rancher that used to bring his cattle up from three rivers down the hill. Like if you've gone to Sequoia national park from three rivers up all the way up, right. You've been there. It's a mountain pass. Yeah. By the way, done by Charles Young, the very first uh, Buffalo soldier. He created that. And it was not the very first Buffalo soldier, but the first park super African-American park superintendent who was also a buffalo soldier, but mm-hmm. he is the one who made that road happen. Um, but Tharp would bring his cattle up to graze in that pasture, or it was right. a meadow now. Um, and he lived in a sequoia tree during that time frame. Wow. A fallen sequoia tree, this hollow sequoia tree he lived in. Now, if you're going to tell me that doesn't connect you back to the people, like you're talking about the lady who got shot while she's making bread during Gettysburg. Right that you, you can't you have to do that, and I think that's the beauty of the story
1: you brought it's, back you know yeah i i do think that like I said, connecting with the people that actually live there at one time as well as connecting with people that actually live there now, you know whether it's mm. you know with with guides that you meet, whether it's with innkeepers, whether it's p- shopkeepers and people that have lived there you know most of their lives or all of their lives and have grown up there, and uh you know the human element I think is important. Everywhere in the world, when you travel, I think it's important to connect with the people that live there and the place you get a you get a really different uh or a more i think a richer angle and a richer depth to to the destination did you feel that way staying at the inn when you yes. were there? It was great. Yeah. Had a, I had had a nice conversation with the innkeeper and innkeeper's wife, and I talked, you know, I asked them about you know moving there and raising there, raising three children there, and oh you wow, know, just about the community and and how much they 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 love the community. They love the the uh, the small town feel of the community. They love the history. Uh, you know, they love the schools are so good. That you know they love they love the bounty of agriculture and what they can find there and. So they're, you know, they're they're so happy uh, being there and have made their home there for so many years now. But you know, that's the kind of story. That's the kind of kind of information that is fascinating to hear. You know, it's like, what is it like to live here? You know, why did you why did you come here? Why did you move here? And also, you know, why you know why stay here? What what you know what keeps you here? You know.
0: Mm, mm. Well, I want to give everyone the main link is DestinationGettysburg.com. dot com. Again, um, that will also be in our show notes. Uh, so just go look no matter where you're listening from YouTube, Gettys- I say YouTube or Gettysburg, YouTube or Spotify or, you know, <laughs> Google, wherever. Uh, right. Just look in the show notes. The links will be there. And also to Debbie's two articles, which have more links. So you can plan your adventure in Gettysburg. And I say adventure, you know, it it, it like we were talking about. It's deep, overwhelming history. But there's a lot of fun to be had, too. So.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, and
0: have a good time and also reflect that, holy cow, we don't want this stuff to happen again. So let's, let's, let's stick with the food stuff and, and not have the civil war again. And I, I think that's the other thing about going to these places is to acknowledge those who lost their lives and also hope like, Hey, let's think about peace and, and, um, unity. And that's, it, it's so important. Um, yeah. I wish Lincoln was alive now. <laughs> I just do. So, anyway, yeah. um, destinationgettysburg.com. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thank you, Debbie. As always, she brings amazing stories back. She has so many cool adventures, and you can keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Debbie is here every uh, fourth Tuesday. Thank you, Fire Monkey. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Big Blend Radio's global adventures show with travel writer debbie stone debbie is here every fourth tuesday you can keep up with us at bigblendradio.com